The songs of Christmas. We're in the third song today, the song of Simeon. And I think of all these four canticles in the New Testament that Luke gives to us, kind of the original, uh, maybe original Christmas carols, if you will. The one that I relate to maybe the most is Simeon's song. Because Simeon's story is about his longing for something special in his life that could only be filled at Christmas time, in the coming of the Messiah. And quite frankly, my longing this season is also related to Christmas here in Brazil. Not that Brazil has anything lacking to us. It's not been the problem. We've, we've loved our time in Brazil. We've loved our time. I tell you, one of the highlights of our week is the time we spend with you, different ones, every single week, appreciating the culture, seeing the ministries here. But there's a longing, in, frankly, in our hearts to, to be with family, uh, grandsons. We spent time with them uh, on Zoom this, uh, this week. And we said, wouldn't it be nice to go with them? They're going to a, a snow resort in the U.S. and be skiing and ski with the grandkids and have dinner together and open the gifts together and play games afterwards. A longing that will be unfulfilled for us this year because God's brought us here to Brazil. And I suspect that many of you maybe have an unfulfilled longing in your heart this season also. Maybe for some, it's a longing. Uh, this will be your first Christmas without that loved one, that special friend, that family member who won't be around the table this year, won't be in the room with the rest of you because they're not here anymore. They passed away this last year, and you'll miss them. And you'll long for their presence. But maybe for some of you, it's your, your longing for your family this Christmas. You'd love to go where they are, to be with them, but the pandemic and the travel restrictions and all the scheduling problems have prevented that. And you long to be with them this Christmas. Well, that's Simeon's story. He had a longing in his heart, except the duration of his longing wasn't for one month, December, and then it would be over. His longing was one that he had carried with him throughout his entire life, ever since he was a little boy and began to realize what he was longing for. We find the details of Simeon's story in the Gospel of Luke, in chapter 2, that was read to you earlier, and I want to just revisit that briefly. In Luke 2, Luke gives us Simeon's story and his song. It starts in verse 25. He said, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon. He was righteous and devout, and he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was on him. You see, it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. So moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. And when the parents... This is Jesus' parents, brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God. You see, Simeon's longing was for the, what Luke says, the consolation of Israel. The consolation of Israel. He had been waiting his entire life for the arrival of God's anointed, the Messiah. And the, uh, the age of the promised Holy Spirit that would come along with that. 
looking forward to the day when the messianic age would finally arrive in the coming of the Messiah. And Luke tells us that God, somewhere in that longing, had assured Simeon that his longing would be fulfilled before he died. He would see it sometime. We're also told that Simeon was a, a righteous and devout man, a devout Jew. He, he was full of the Holy Spirit. He was a devoted follower of God and of the Old Testament law. In our words today, we'd say he had a real relationship with God and it made a difference in his life. But Simeon also had a longing, unfulfilled longing in his heart to see God's work of deliverance firsthand. He didn't want to just believe it, understand it was true from the Old Testament, that someday God would do that, and he'd know that God would send his anointed one and just leave the work of God's redemption to someone else to experience it. Simeon wanted to be a part of it. He longed to see, to be a part and experience the arrival of God's deliverer. And so moved is he by this experience there at the temple courts uh, of seeing the work of God actually arrive in the Messiah as he encountered Jesus' parents with Jesus after the dedication or on the way to the dedication in the temple. So moved was he that he'd actually finally experienced the deliverance of God, God's deliverer, that Simeon broke out in this great song, short song, but powerful song, of praise. It's called the Nunc Dimittis. It says this in verse 29. He, pray, he sings, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The meaning of nunc dimittis, it means in Latin, dismiss now. Simeon says, God, I've seen it. I, I've experienced it. The arrival of the Messiah, the deliverer, the redeemer. Dismiss me now. I'm ready to go, he said. Take me to heaven. I have I've had it accomplished. That's the song of Simeon. And there's a lot here, of course, that we could mine from this story and this beautiful song that he sang. Uh, but I've just been tasked to uh, close the service today with a devotional. So that's a, an abbreviated uh, comments on this passage. We'll leave the interpretative de details of the passage to someone else in another time and another sermon. But I want us to, today in a devotional focus on application of some of the truths from this passage. So I want to connect uh, the Simeon song to what we heard earlier from Thomas in his sharing and his challenge to us. I hope you, I know you were inspired by what he shared and the various works that God is doing throughout the world through Action International and right here in Sao Paulo. I love hearing that. I know you do too. But like Simeon, I also want to see and to experience God's work for myself. I don't want to just hear about it, read about it, pray about it, and give to it. I want to know and be there, experience it. 
That's why one of the goals that Suzanne and I have had while we've been here in Sao Paulo, that we not, we not only want to hear about the ministries in the city and pray for them, and I love, we love doing that here uh, during our services on Sunday, learning about those ministries. But we also have made a note of different ministries that we pray for that you're supporting and say, we want to go visit those. We want to go experience them, be a part of them in many ways. And we've been able to do that. Just last Friday, I know many of you were involved in buying gifts or giving money for the gifts to give to the children at Restoration Ministries in, one, in several of the favelas, the communities here. And so on Friday, we took our gifts and we went down with them and had the great joy of distributing gifts to the children, to the families there. I think we have a couple of pictures of them, in fact. And let me just tell you, this little boy on the left, as he got his gift and he sat at the table, our, our team leader was there, there were just a few of us in his family, and he started out each time giving a gift. He said, kids, we have some gifts for you. Uh, it reminds us of Christmas. But he said, I want, you to know, I want to ask you a question. Do you know what the meaning of Christmas is? And this little boy said, no. He didn't know. Have you heard of Jesus, he asked him. And the little boy said, no. And our team leader there was in the room said, I've never heard one of the kids say that before. So he had a chance to take the gift. Maybe, one of that, maybe that's your gift, I don't know, but that you wrapped, you bought. And he said, let me take that gift and tell you the story of Jesus. There's something powerful about experiencing God at work when you're there and you, and you begin to be a part of it. And so we have dedicated uh, one, mostly one day a week to visit some of the ministries God's doing here in Sao Paulo, many of those uh, through Calvary, many of those that you're involved in as well, for two reasons. One, so that we could experience the longing of our heart to see God's work for ourselves and be a part of them. But secondly, so that God might use us to be a catalyst for you to do that as well and experience that. I think that's the next step for our church. We've been a great mission church of praying and giving and sending. And then the next step is say, now experience it. Do it. Be there. Go and do that together. I'll tell you, along with spending personal time with you during the week, one of the, the other highlight of our time here in Calvary has been being involved and seeing and participating in those ministries because there's nothing better than to do what Simeon did to be a part of God's redemptive work and so from Simeon's song I want to encourage you to do that as well I love seeing that take place in fact it was last Sunday I think it was we shared with you about some of the, the singles prayer group that went and they were part of the UNA ministry that's one of the outreaches here in the in the city that's through um, Action International. And they went and they distributed food and they visited families. They went to homes. They played with the kids. They shared the gospel. They prayed with people. They experienced God's redemptive ministry. And they shared. And I've heard that stories even this week. People saying that was a life-changing, a powerful opportunity to experience God's redemptive ministry. For some, that was a first and now they can sing with Simeon, I have seen your salvation. I, I have been seen your light to the nations. I told them they don't have to sing the, the last part of, okay, I'm ready to be dismissed. We want them to stay around for a little while longer. We don't want God to take them away. But they said, God, that's fulfilled my longing to see your ministry. 
Some of you were here last week when Pastor Sean shared about the upcoming ministry opportunities with the Promi Service here in the, in the region. I hope that some of you will say, I want to experience that. We want to go and take a day and be a part of that. You know, many of you have experienced or know about our connection with Casa Esperanza. Well, they have upcoming in this next year because they had to be rescheduled. Their bazaar, annual bazaar, an outreach in their city. Maybe that's an opportunity for you to say, let's go and experience that and be a part of it for that one day. and See what God is doing in this redemptive work. Some of you are involved in giving, were involved in giving Gil's gifts for the restoration ministry this week. There are opportunities like that for everyone at Calvary. So often churches think, oh, that, that's our youth group. We'll send our youth group to the short-term mission trips. And our youth group is gone. This a ministry that they had recently, or a year or so ago, they went and did ministry there in some of the poor communities of our city. But it's not just for youth, not just for the pastor, not just for the singles. It's for all of us. I'll tell you, parents, uh, a little secret. If you want your kids to be grateful for what they have, take them to some place they see kids who have nothing. It'll change them. Your six-year-old, your eight-year-old will all of a sudden not be asking for every single thing. They'll, say, they'll remember the child who had three gifts, and that's all they got the whole year. They'll see some poverty they've never seen before. And we're not trying to break their hearts, but we're trying to see this is the real world. This is where God is at work. You want to impact your kids for a lifetime? Let them experience God at work in a redemptive sort of way. Take them with you. They'll be asked to share their story. One of them may be asked to pray for another child. They'll hear you share your testimony. Maybe they'll hear you give the gospel. That's a huge impact on our families. Life-changing impact. I encourage you to find a place. If you're in a community group or a prayer group or a Bible study, a children's ministry, there are opportunities for our church to be connected, to be engaged in the ministries we pray for, that we give to, and that we send. Don't miss out on that, that longing of Simeon. In fact, I say, make that this year your Simeon challenge. Simeon challenge for your own life, your own family, your own marriage. That you, this month, this year, make it a priority to move beyond your comfortable circles, and the boundaries of what you normally do in life, work, or ministry. And to say, God, it's time to experience, to be a part of your redemptive work in this city. We're going to be hearing some more opportunities like that, even in our own city, in evangelism, personal evangelism, some training that we're going to be offering in, in January. I hope that you'll step forward and engage. Engage with some of the ministries that Calvary supports and is a part of, so that you can see with your own eyes, your kids can experience right alongside of you. You as a couple can experience this and be engaged with God's salvation work of the nations. Let's pray together. God, we're grateful for your work that goes on and on. It never stops. It never rests. It never takes a vacation. It never has a day off. Your ministry of reaching people is endless. We thank you for the opportunity we've had as a church to be a part of that. 
And now, God, would you take us that next step? Maybe some who've never done that, never taken the Simeon challenge to say, now I want to experience the redemptive work of God for myself, with my spouse, with a friend, with a Bible study, with our kids. God, I pray you'd continue to transform our lives as we experience the joy of doing your work and being a part of it here in this city and even beyond this city, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.